first thing you do when you walk to a bank, you want to go and buy some shoes, you know. Yeah. I've got more shoes than I know what Marcos. I've always had a suit shoot. So I drove back to Liverpool and, and we parked, reversed to park the car right now in front of a bank. And the bank where we just parked had just been robbed and all these coppers are fucking flying in there. Look, no, they're running wait. at ours. They're running at ours and going, oh, mate, they've been following us. So know? just coincidentally. Coincidentally. No way. And then they start running past us and I'm going, can I slip out here? Yeah, slip yeah, out yeah. here and I'm saying, and then walking down and they're all in the, got their guns drawn and at this other bank and um, so you'd have been shit man. Oh, they man. ran past oh, you. Oh man, I've never been so relieved in my life. Yeah, yeah. And um, I said, uh, well, let's go and do another bank. And this time we went to the Commonwealth Bank at Lane Cove at the cop shop which is down the road. So we stole a car, a little Ford laser, drove it up the driveway of the cop shop, put the club lock on it, let all the tyres down, and then I ran in and robbed the bank. Oh, no way. Yeah. So they couldn't get out. Yeah, so they couldn't get out. Fuck. Yeah. All right, everyone, welcome back. Another episode of The Search. I love this. Let's go. Today's guest defied the odds to turn his life around after spending 23 years in and out of prison as a bank robber and career criminal. After battling significant drug addiction and trauma, he confronted the source of his demons. His experience of child sex abuse suffered inside the prison system. Damn. After testifying as part of the Royal Commission, he's found new purpose supporting the survivors of institutional sex abuse to tell their stories and seek justice to his organization, Voice of a Survivor. He recently published a book by the same name, written with the infamous Australian author Johnny Killick. I know Johnny Killick. I don't know him personally, but we all know who he is. Mm. Welcome to the Search, Russell Mansa. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm excellent, Spanian. This is a, it's an absolute ple pleasure to be doing this with your brother. Thank I, you. Mate, you're the best. I've seen this. You're the, I, was, I was saying to you off camera, I said, mate, you're the best hustler I've ever seen. I've been, Stop it. Well, mate, you know, I've been <laughs> doing jail for a long I've done a lot of jail and I've seen a lot of hustlers and that's yep. sort of in, in the best I've ever seen, bro. And, yep, and yep. mate, dead set credit to you, mate. Thank you, bro. Credit, credit thank to you. Thank you, thank you. Bro, like, even just from that bio, bro, not to get into... Where are you from, bro? I'm from Mount Druid. It's not the end of the earth, but you can see it from there. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sold to the earth people out there, brother. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I'm real proud. I'm a, I'm a, a real proud Mount Druid, mate. You know? Yeah, mad, yeah. man. Yes. But, look, just from side yarns, heard you've been locked up here, locked up this and that. So, what? You always stayed in Sydney? I get the I'd, impression you've been all over. Yeah, mate. I've done more miles than Burke and Wills. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've um, done jail in three different states. Um, yeah. I, I kicked off. I started doing boys' homes in, in Sydney at the notorious Derek Boys' Home. But what's straight off the bat, bro? I read that. Obviously, like my the people involved, they give me points to read. So, like, you know what I mean? Um, and I read in here, bro, like Derek Boys' Homes. I never heard of it. Yeah, it's out South Windsor. It's out at South Windsor on uh, Northern Road. It was. Um, I know it, was, that. it was one of those places. It's where John Moroney is now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, really? And and the and the, and the, the units and that are still there. Yeah, yeah. Fair the dormitories are still there where John Moroney, John Moroney one and two is. You know. But I'm surprised. It's the first I've ever heard that there was a boys' homes there. Yeah. So he's yeah. going back when? Oh, in the 80s. That was uh, I was there in 1982. Yeah. I was it's there in 82, and it was one of those ones where you could stay there until you uh, up until until age of 16. So you went there from about 11 years old until yep, yep. 16, and then from 16 uh, to 18, you went to Mount Penang. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the it's like how well we had like Reby. Yeah, that's yeah. for the younger fellas, and then you yeah. go to Cobham or yeah. Baxter, Mount Penang. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like that. Yeah, 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 bro. And it was it was like um, it was a pretty uh, horrible place. They were, they, they were um, in um, they were in um, you had different units, right? Yep. And like dormitories that housed like fifty kids in each unit. It was like four, four of them, and um, they had like 
you know, you had beds Just back open? Up. Yeah, open, yeah, open and, and sort of an open shower block where they could see you. The perverted, the screws would be there just watching you all night. And you and when the abuse and all that sort of kicked off, you sort of knew what was going on, you know? That sounds like prime territory for them for them predators, no. bro. Yeah, and it was. That that place was set, you know I mean? That's that's basically the type of people that were attracted to that sort of job. It was yeah. a sort of, it was like the Catholic Church, mm. you know? Mm. It attracted, the, attracted the pedophiles because they were going to be covered up, you know? Yeah, and yeah, they were going to yeah. be looked after. And, um, mate... You know, I went there for stealing a car. I had like, man, I was car mad. You know, my mm. growing up in Mount Druid, I wanted to do up a car and everything like yo, that. Yo, yo. And then I and I went to Darrick and then. Um, what? I, so you, that's your first time locked first up. First time, mate. Cars? Back then, back then. Or was it a Cortina? No, it was um, a HT uh, Ute, oh, three-speed yeah, yeah, Ute, yeah. and mate, nice, I didn't nice. know how to drive it, and um, I didn't know how to drive at all. Yo, Couldn't yo. have drive a hard bargain back in them days, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But I got and, and back then, like like nowadays, they've got all diversion programs and, and um, warnings and everything like that. They got back then, you got pinched, bang, straight, straight locked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I first I come here to Glute. There used to be Bajura. Used it's to be just across the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they used to used to live upstairs, and sort of got transitioned. I tell everyone that. Yeah. I tell everyone. No one knows that. Yeah, yeah. Because now it's just a courthouse. Oh well, yeah. it was. It's closed down long ago now. But it's just a courthouse. Yeah. But if you go there, I even showed my missus. You look up the top of it, and you can see that it used to be cells and like courtyards that were caged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're saying it, bro. Like, because people tell me, nah, isn't, that's just a court. I said, bro, I used to live up there. Yeah, and yeah. Go to court, come down, and like you're saying, just intermediate, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was for trans, uh, transit. So I went there and I was thinking, you know, I went from there from Minda Court to yep. there. And I was thinking to myself, this ain't too bad, this lock-up stuff, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And then back in the day, they used to have this wrestling show, uh, wrestling on Channel 7, and all the uh, the, the screws that escort you were wrestlers, Ronnie, O'Day, uh, Ronnie Miller, Larry O'Day, and everything like that. And the first thing they'd say, mate, if you try to run away, I'll break you in half. And so no they, they escorted us out to Derrick. And when I got there, mate, I was a smaller kid. I wasn't a well-developed kid. I was a little, uh, even though I was from Mount Druid, I looked like a little surfy, blonde hair, blue yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I heard the comments from the word go there by the screws. We're gonna, you know, we're going to be plenty of fun with you and you're going to learn the hard way and, and all that. Oh, mate, they were, they were just... Screws are saying that yeah, shit off the yeah, bat. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I got put in... The first house I went to, one there was um, four houses and I went to sort of... Uh, I went to a, a, a Darrick house and there was a lot of blokes from Mount Druitt and I was just going, mate... Because... What, what, one thing about it, Mount Druitt, when you come home from boys' homes or jail, it's like you're like a return war hero. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. you walk down the street and everyone, <laughs> hey, and blokes yeah, are pushing yeah, their daughters yeah. out saying, that's the type of bloke you want to marry, and you know what I mean? You'd know that. You'd know uh, yeah, that from bro, where you yeah, grew yeah, up, bro. Yeah, it's the same, same thing, you know. Same. Rock solid. Yeah. The old man's rolling a white ox up, going, listen, you Cheryl. He's the type of, he's yeah, a good man. Get out man. healthy, eh? Yeah. And I used to see all the blokes come home from prison, and I, you know, I know we're healthy, muscled up. Yeah, and I'm yeah. wearing the first of the sports gear. You know what I mean? They're wearing the sports gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six weeks later, they're driving an SLR five thousand or an on action. You know, they yeah. just robbed the bank or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And that was straight into it. And I was impressed by them sort of people because what happened? I used to see these people up at the bus stops early in the morning, and you know, five o'clock in the morning, miserable looking people going to work in factories and all that. That shit did not appeal yeah. to me. I just went fuck. And coming home in the dark and yeah, yeah, always yeah. miserable. And I went oh. Yeah, I ain't doing that. Hundred, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that went for me. I get you a hundred percent, bro. That mentality. Mm. So, bro, what? How much you want to get into with that? What happened then? Um, well, what happened was I was about my third night there, and yeah. I, I'd seen what was going on. I'd seen 
what was doing like the the screws were coming out and grabbing kids and taking them out of the out of their bed you'd see and they and they'd take them into the uh, it's called you know ablutions blocks it's a shower block right yeah yep. and you knew what was going on them kids had come back like they'd come back 20 minutes later crying and so they were obviously getting sexually abused in in the shower blocks often by to maybe sometimes screw but what was happening back then what i recall what, what i would recall and there was people coming into that into them offices of, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. i'd never seen before yeah 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 that who i reckon weren't even weren't even nothing screws to on. do with the seat, just no nah, i reckon they'll bring them pedophiles yeah in. yeah yeah a little a little thing going on yeah and i reckon that's what they'll do when they'll you know what i mean okay. hiring kids out so um about third night in fucking I, I felt a hand like i was asleep and i was a hand fucking some bloke jerking me off and then he no said, get way. out of bed. And, and, and <clears throat> I was horrified because, you know, I, I, I was like 14, maybe 15. I'd had sex about three times with girls. I was, yeah, I yeah. was a fully heterosexual. And um, so um, I got dragged into that. Old mate said, come in here. And when I got in, there was another bloke in there. And, and they said, you can do it the easy way or the hard way. And he's got his fish clenched. And, you know, he's about to smash me. This is a pretty man. solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was sexually abused. Adults. Yeah, I was sexually abused. And... Um, by both of them men and then um, sent back um, you know what I mean and, and and what happened was like you know obviously very emotional and that sort of stuff and you know in them places mate it's not a good thing to show any sort of emotion or anything yeah. like that so everyone's like shut that down mate don't, yeah, don't worry yeah, about yeah. that show these dogs no emotion because they'll they'll just think you're weak and it'll get worse and worse yeah, and worse yeah, yeah. you know and um, it was crazy man it was crazy and, and I and you know what I mean I end up a couple of days later end up running away because I, 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 my family, we lived in Mount Druitt, so I could run from Derrick Boys home to back to Mount Druitt in about forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I ran away, and um, but the, the fences, you could just hit no, the fences. No, you, you're out mowing lawns, and there's oh, no, yeah, there was yeah. no fences. Oh, that's you know, it. So there was no fences or anything like that, and they had these what they called dingo chasers, yeah. and they were the protected kids. And um, so they, they'd have to chase you and they're rewarded if oh, they bashed you. Oh, no way. Yeah, and they bashed you and that. So I, was, I, I got around. I seen them in the bushes. I got around them in the bushes. Yeah. And ended up getting home. And um, by the time I got home, the, the, the screws and that had been to my parents' house. And, you know, I mean, that sort of stuff as a kid, it's a bit embarrassing to say what was going on. So I just didn't have it in me to sort yeah. of break. My old man was really crippled with emphysema and that at the time. And... So um, I didn't have it in me to sort of say, and, and they'd been there, say, oh, tell Russell if he comes back, you know, he'll be looked after and he won't get charged by the police and he won't have to do any further time and that. Mm. And my parents said, look, we'll just take it back. And then I, I just didn't want to break their hearts. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, fuck. So uh, I went back and um, out that area, Richmond, Windsor area, in the middle of winter, it gets minus degrees, you know. Freezing, yeah. So they put us in a boob, which is a Segro sort of a cell, and no clothes, no nothing, no blanket. Ripped all the clothes off. Come yeah. in, give us a ba uh, bash. You know, two of them bash me. Yeah, and sort of just let me freeze all night. You know, Fuck. and then that was your punishment. Yeah, yeah. And stayed in there for two days, and then um, got back out. And then I went to, like, I don't. Uh, in so no coppers involved. No, nothing. That's why it's surprising. It's so diff it's it's not surprising the eighties, but like even though when you ran and you said that the screws were knocking at you. It's just so different, you yeah, know what I mean? Nowadays, yeah. like as soon as you leave that premises, yeah. police matters, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like just then, it's just so different. Yes. But they were protecting themselves too in a lot of yeah, those instances in so case the coppers turned up and I said anything to them. That was what, what the basis yeah, of that yeah. was, you know? Mm. But um, I went back, copped the bash, and then I went to the sort of, uh, sort of in their boys' homes, they had like sort of tougher units and they moved me to a tougher unit because I was 
and that was like you know and there was a lot more Mount Druitt blokes there you know like a, a lot more hardcore Mount Druitt blokes and then yeah. I met all the, the boys from the inner city Newtown, Erskineville Willow, yeah. Redfern and that and young lads from there too yeah yeah, yeah. and that's where oh, I learned yeah. how to steal like they would give me a blow by blow how to steal Porsches oh, and break yeah, into yeah. sports stores it was like that scene out of Cotton Car, Copperhead Road I went home come home with a brand new plan yeah yeah and um, <laughs> you know and I, and I learned how to slide hammer and um, yeah. and um, you know the abuse happened a few more times there but I think it was what I often think about those sort of people out there, I, I think they were more like there's pedophiles and then there's sadistic fucking people. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was they were more sadists, yeah, like trying yeah. to punish a kid that way and being sadistic. And then you get the real sexual gratification pedophiles. You know what I mean? Because I reckon that was I reckon that was I believe that was government sanctioned. I reckon they knew that that was part of the the process. Do this to them, initial you know, scared stiff, teach yeah, them a lesson yeah, type yeah. stuff. I, I really believe that. And then. Um, and I end up getting out of uh, Derrick and man, I was just a different person. I had this void, I had a darkness in me. And, um, you know, I was never a kid to really engage in too much drug taking or anything like that. I've never yeah, smoked yeah. a cigarette in my life. Yeah. And I started gravitating to smoking heaps of pot. Mm. I started smoking heaps of pot and then uh, just snorting speed and that sort of stuff. And then, um, then my cr criminal behaviour started to escalate. I was stealing Porsches and, and, and breaking, and going in there, hanging out with the boys in the city, coming to Newtown, Urco. Like the best drivers yeah. in the day were out of Urco. Yeah, yeah. yeah hectic, they were, they were, How old were you now? Oh, just turning 16. 16, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just turning 16 and, and I was coming, and mate, I was like, and I'd steal a Porsche. Like in the day, the Porsche to steal was a 1982 twin turbo 930. Oh, really? Mate, yeah. them things still a rocket. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So go and steal one of them from the North Shore, the Eastern Suburbs, or something like that, and take it. And the main street of uh, Mount Drew is a place called, a street called Luxford Road, and it goes through the whole area from yep. one. So you drive up there with a police car behind and people were coming out cheering you, going, yeah, go the good guys. And, and you got the Adidas hood on. Yeah, and yeah, sick. Thinking no one, and, and everyone's just cheering for you. Yeah. And um, then what happened was I just got a couple of little pinches and uh, ended up back in, I was at Cobham and, and um, my mate just got out of uh, Mount Penang or something like that and he rings me at Cobham and I was going to court that day and I said, I might get bailed today. And he turns up in a hottie, picks me up in a hottie and we're off. Yeah, from the courthouse? Yeah, from the courthouse. Sounds like my youth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we jumped in. It was a HDT Brock Commodore at the time. Oh, beautiful. Then we jumped in one of them and drove over the, to the North Shore to Whale Beach in 1982. Twin turbo, gun little Porsche up there at Whale Beach Road. Yeah. And um, jumped in one of them. So off we go. And then um, I'm, I'm driving up at uh, French's Forest Road. And I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I know that road, man. And that, that road is dark as, dark as hell, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm saying to my mate, this is a bit light. I don't know where all these lights are. And he opens the sunroof and there's a fucking police helicopter on top of it. Oh, that's it. So it was the first time they ever used the police helicopter in a police chase. No way. And man, fuck, I'm going, what the fuck? How do you get away from this? I wasn't preparing for this, yeah, you know? Yeah. Long story short, ended up uh, over Cremorne, blocked in a side street, had to jump in the Sydney Harbour and try to swim. We got water police quarters, yeah, yeah. took us back to Manly Police Station, bounced us down every stair in that manly police station by our head first yeah give us the kicking of our lives went before the juror children's court just here and um good legal aid lawyer as they are and um you can always count on them yeah. giving you good legal <laughs> advice and um and he said plead guilty and you know you'll get six months you'll have to go to mount penang and um and the judge said and it was sort of like a just straight off the bat straight that day the, you got that day. guilty yeah, no, no, none of that so fucking yeah, around yeah. no remands or waiting yeah, for yeah. a psych report so what you get done for you get six months plead guilty yeah just do yard. that good yeah. bloke just trying to clear yeah. it up and then um, he said uh, and then the judge said okay you plead guilty or I'll take that into account you know yeah. and uh, 
he said, how dare a kid from Mount Druitt come to an affluent area and steal a Porsche? And I, 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 I didn't think you'd get, get sentenced because of the area you yeah, came from. I didn't think that was part that of comment. Yeah, 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 I didn't think it was part of the legislation. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he said, I'm going to sentence you to 12 months. And he said, I'm going to stipulate it goes to an adult jail to deter you from future reoffending. You know? What, so at 16 now? 16, he yeah. Spe- he specifically said that you'll serve it in an adult jail. Adult jail. So that power existed back then. Back I wonder then. if that power still exists. That's it. I've no, still no, never heard of no, it. No, it doesn't exist. Yeah. I know the whole legislation yeah, yeah. That now works are completely different. They've got to make an application to the Attorney General. Yeah. The, the Attorney General's got, then got to, the courts haven't got the power to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have the power to do it. I later found out he didn't have the power to do it. Yeah, yeah. But he just did it. And just worked that way back then. Yeah, 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 just, says, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. So you're going to 16. 16. So... They would have kept you fully segregated. No, 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 oh, not at all. Camel. So the CIP, like we were in this truck, it was an old F one hundred Ford paddy wagon, and yeah. we're driving down Anzac Parade, and I said, oh, I still thought we we're going to Mount Penang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said this ain't the way to Mount Penang, and we get closer to the bay and getting closer to the bay, and then, and then we go. That used to be the Central Industrial Prison. That was one of the most hectic jails in Australia at the time. And That's it, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, well, so what we, part of the bay is that? You know, where, where they got the sex offenders and all that sort of all stuff. Right. Now, the, the first jail as you come up the hill. All right, yeah, the first one is yeah, straight yeah, in front, yeah, straight uh, in front. front where it's yeah. C Classo and the, the Cubit program. Yeah, all of that. Think, well, yeah. that used to be, that used to be, uh, four wing. If you're doing more than ten years, you're you lived in four wing, three wing under seven years or something like that. Was oh, yeah. Some pretty hectic blokes. Nettie yeah. Smith and Abbo and and all of them blokes were yeah, there at the time. Tom Domican yeah. were all there at the time, and um. um and then they had one wing, which was the protection wing, that had, yep. mate, it just housed the worst sexual deviants in the country. You could imagine back then, yep. in 1984, you know, the mind type of blokes that had in uh, that one wing protection wing. And yep. then, um, and it was like to be in that wing, you'd have to be a, a rock spider, a bad rapist, uh, next cop. Yeah, full pure. Yeah. yeah, and in in the case of myself, there's a necrophiliac, a dead body rooter. Oh, that's yeah. yeah they had two of them there, and um, so. What happened? We got the I mean, first time I'd had a proper like 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 those strip searches and these screws were just mate they were, they were humoured by it. the boys are going to have fun with you guys and you know yeah, I mean, they yeah, were just yeah. they were just as sick as the rats themselves and um, so they housed me they put me they grabbed me I grabbed the bed pack and went to this wing to this the back of this wing for me in there and they opened the cell door and there was two blokes in there in, in bed and they said um, yeah mate they opened the door said get in there. And then as they were closing the door, and they said, "Have fun with him tonight, boys." And later, making these comments. Yeah, the screws. Wait, there's two two fellas already in already there. in the cell. You know, How were the cells back then? Like with the three, bunks, four no, out. No, no, they were bunks, but yeah. they could, as you, and they could put a mattress on the floor. Oh, that's it. And then you could just they'd have to if someone wanted to have a piss, they got to walk over you, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, fuck. So um, what happened was um, got in that cell, short cell shut, and then, you know what I mean. And, and these blokes were really cool at at, at, yeah. at the beginning, and then I was just going, and then mate. Sort of sitting there watching the old mate's jerking off while under the sheet, you know, you know when someone's rubbing one yeah, out, yeah. and, and, and um, he's jerking off, and he said, "Mate, you're gonna have to do something with this." And then bang, I was just on, and um, and I got kinged, and then no way, yeah, one the bloke jumped down, made out he's going to the toilet, and then kinged me, and I was like, I later found out that then blokes were both pedophiles, you yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. through 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 the information I later found out they were. Well, pedoph- so they they were sweet. You went in there, they seemed they were sweet, sweet with at, you at first. What, in the first night that happened or? Yeah, first night, yeah, first oh, night, yeah, fuck? yeah, first night and it's, um, anyway, got kinged and then, you know, and, and mate basically just wake up and it, and it was all happening and then, um, 
And then the next morning I come out and see my coe and the same thing had happened to him. And we, we tried saying to the screw, we said to the screw, listen, can we just go two out? And they were just thinking it was a joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they were saying, that'll teach you from stealing cars, eh? You'll learn, you learn your lesson here. It's just that normal, eh? Yeah, it was just that. And it was so acceptable and it was like, Man, I'd like to think things have changed, but, you know, I'll tell you what, there's a few things that still happen in them Queensland boys' hands that are still no good for the work I do. But uh, yeah. so anyway, long story short, you know, I, um, and when I got down there the next day, there was a heap of blokes from the boys' homes. And they were all blokes that had escaped from back in the day, Tamworth was like a maximum security. Yep, yep. They'd escaped from Tamworth. They were involved in riots. Not that it still justified them being housed with those sorts of deviants. Of course not. No way, it still yeah. doesn't justify and they shouldn't have ever been there. But in my case, in my Cowie's case, like, you know what I mean? We weren't like... So, okay. so wait, sorry, so I'm keeping track. So this is a common thing for young fellas that are being sent at 16 to adult prisons yeah. and getting put in the putrid wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the sure. for, for this, Just because you're young, say, all right, yeah. you're going. Deterrence and, then and, deter and then having a joke about the things that happened to you. Yeah, yeah, they thought it was funny. And, um, and then over a period of time, like we stayed there for about... We were there for about eight weeks. And then... Um, we were there for about eight weeks and a lot of abuse went on and there was a bloke I, I got introduced to heroin for the first time there and uh, uh, by a bloke who's a negrophiliac and he, he said because man my head was that fucking fried from this shit you know really fried that yeah. had a void in me I had all this shame and all this and shame is the killer of everything it kills your hope it kills your spirit it just kills everything when you when you live in, in that sort of it's a really and I've done a lot of work on this of, you know in my life since but it was just man I was just rotten I was just rotten inside and I would have been quite a, a easily fucking knock myself the opportunity to present. So old mate gives me a shot, right? My first shot, I'm spewing my fucking guts out like yeah. a fucking, as you do, you know? Give me a shot out of a dirty, that a nail as a plunger, oh, a, thong, a thong as the fucking plunger. <laughs> and I'm fucking put, but I mate, I would have cut my fucking foot off if I could have escaped how I was feeling with all that shame. It yeah. didn't matter. And then fucking, and then and the negrophiliac fucking sexually assaulted me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and well, then, um, but he was protected by them screws there. Yeah. He was protected by them screws, you know what I mean? And like, you know what I mean? They, they knew what was going on. And then um, then a guy come out from the Department of Juvenile Justice and, and he'd done a report on me. And he's, he, and, and I, I've read that report since. And I was really sad when I read the report. It said, uh, in that report, it said, because of this bloke's surfy boy looks and meek nature, there's a high probability he's been sexually abused here. But they kept me there for another month after it. That's sad. That was community uh, youth that, and justice that's how he worded it too yeah 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 just yeah, stuff. they just knew just the incorrect ways they yeah, back, yeah. back then eh? yeah, <laughs> not, yeah and then um then one day the the wrestlers the escort wrestlers turned up and said mate pack your gear they were there and they said you're going to mount penang and then um i took you back to juvie yeah, yeah it took me back to the walpole and i went to mount penang and i was at a uh, walpole unit and now that and it was a funny thing there as soon as i got there i just bolted and then but then they rang my family yeah and said if he hands himself in will be he'll be sweet so what so they got no fences there no 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 mount penang never had no fences where carrying and that is now and yeah. baxter and that is there yeah. you see the dormitories and that yeah and my mate my mate just ran into the bushes with me mate out of, he said oh get him yeah and we went on a car stealing spree and then we dropped him back off at the front gate and, and then oh, we just <laughs> and back then and i went out and stole and broke into uh the, you could break in the rsl clubs and get all the poker machine money back they all look change and you get 10,000 bucks out of one of them. Wow. Out of one. And then, um, anyway, so the room my family said, if he hands himself back in, and I was always cashed up then. I had yeah. plenty of good clothes because you could wear your own clothes back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was cashed up. I thought, I've got a couple of good bags of clothes. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. I went ahead myself, and they were good for their word. And then um, I ended up doing nine months or something like that and eventually got out. Yeah. And then um, 
Then I got pinched for all these breaking enters on um, breaking into it's now David Jones, but it used to be Grace Brothers. Grace Brothers, yeah. Yeah, we used to go and break in there. Like so many people don't even know Grace Brothers. Yeah. They don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said it to my missus the other day, like, because yeah, Broadway. Yeah, used yeah, to be Grace to be Brothers. Big, big Grace Brothers. But most of the people in Glebe don't even know that. And I go, yeah, yeah Grace Brothers. What the fuck's Grace Brothers? And yeah. Go, what are you talking about? Like, that spin out that you said that, bro. I fully remember Grace Brothers. Yeah, so we broke into a few of them and we used to break in because video recorders were like 800 bucks. If you got an Akai video recorder, you were pimping. Oh, yeah, you really? Were fucking pimping. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> so we're breaking a great, you know, break in and get 20 or 30 of them, a whole heap of Citizen and Seiko watches. And then there was a brothel up at Liverpool we used to go and sell them all to. Oh, yep, yep. And then we done that about eight times, and the next time we broke in there, there was a fucking task force waiting for us. We fucking mate, we ran in there and we just thought we were getting bashed by vigilantes, and they come swinging pick handles at us. What the fuck? And well, they weren't armed up or anything like yeah. that. And um, this time we ended up at MRC Long Bay in the main in the mainstream, and it was yep. just a whole different story there. You know what I mean? And so you're adult now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just turned eighteen, and, yep. and um, there was a bloke there called Gary Stokes Casper. It was dead set. He was the one who bashed Jamie Parkley and, and, and the fine defaulter and they changed the laws and everything over it. Oh, at Parramatta. No, at the bay, at Six Wing at the oh, bay. Oh, it was yeah. at the bay? Yeah. That, See that, how yarns change? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they change over time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know all about that story and you used to be able to do your fines in jail to pay yeah, them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A young fella never been went in yeah. and someone killed him. But I thought it no, was he got, ba- he got bashed to a vegetable, right? Yeah, and what yeah. it was was... He was getting a bit mouthy with the boys, and they were on they were on a drink. And they, they'd been drinking, yeah, and Casper yeah. being a big bloke, six foot seven. What like brew? Yeah, they were drinking like, their home yeah, brew, and home they, brew, they, yeah. getting cheated. It's not a good idea to get yeah, cheeky yeah. to a bunch of blokes that are drinking home brew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Casper hit him once and turned him into a vegetable. But that oh, was so that's how it happened. Yeah, turned him into a vegetable, and like you know, and he got twenty five years for that, Casper. He got twenty five for that because Fuck it was one of it was a political bro. crime, but. This was prior to that, and he was really protective of all the young blokes. Mm. Like, if there any signs of any predators or anything, like you'd say, "Listen, you stay away from them." You know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. he was from Mount Druitt, and they, he was really—he prote- was just a good bloke, and um, you know, and, um, and and things change. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. My fascination with bank robbers—I started to bump, bump some real good, serious bank robbers, and and then um, you know, I went to court for that. I got eleven with a four, and that was under the remission system. Oh yeah. For about six breaking enters, I got yeah, eleven yeah. with a four. And back then, if you got four, four on the bottom, four on the bottom, yeah, you do two and a half. Yeah, yeah. That was under remission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but can you just tell me what they? Because yeah, I mean, you you've been through it. Yeah. Obviously, like first time I got grabbed two thousand ninety nine, no remissions. Mm. It's the always. What time? What year did they go? Nineteen eighty nine, truth and sentence, and Michael Yabsley brought in truth and sentence. I was actually. I think it was about June, October, nineteen eighty nine. That's when the remissions finished. Yeah, eighty nine. But I'll tell you who it worked good for. The, the yarn was still around when I first went locked up when I was a kid. Yeah. The people then were still saying, "Bra, like ten years ago, I used to get like this off this. If you got three years, you'd only do like fourteen months. I'd yeah. be fuck off, bro. Yeah, you did, and you all sorts of things. You'd done a course that'd take three months off. You know what I mean? Time off for like a holiday or good. The screws went on strike. You got four days no remission. Way. So you, you're praying they were going on. If you got like, Lock, lock in, lock in. Yeah, yeah, days. get a four day. You get a four days for every day you're locked Bro. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get four Bro, days remission. So every time, like, so what he's saying, every time you're in jail, right? So you're always locked in. Every second day you're locked in yourself for whatever reason. Yeah. The screws are sick. It's blah, 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 blah. Whatever reason to not let you out your cell. They do it every second day now. Back in the days, 
if you didn't get out your cell that day, they calculate it and take four days off your sentence. Man. Leave me in my cell, all day. bro. All day. <laughs> and that's what you did. You hope you'd be egging them on, going, yeah. go on, you week. Go on. You're pissed. You, you know what I mean? Go on, go on strike. We <laughs> yeah, love yeah. it. You know what I mean? And then, um, long, you know, and I was just fascinated. I was always talking to these bank robbers. And I remember a guy called Ray Johnson. He was an old farmer from Maitland. And I, I remember saying to him one day, I was at Maitland. I can remember it as clear as day. I was sitting there just before lock in, middle of winter, freezing. And, uh, and I said to him, Ray, tell me about these bank robberies, mate. I said, how do I go about it? He goes, well, mate. He goes, Ray Johnson in, in jail? Yeah, he was an old, not, there's two Ray Johnsons. There's a Fijian Ray Johnson. Not the Johnson. Fiji, I was going to say. Yeah, 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 he's a champion too. Yeah, he's a top yeah, bloke. Yeah. But oh. there was another Ray Johnson. He was an old farmer from up in Maitland. He yeah, started yeah. getting, he robbed his first bank at about 44 years old. Oh, yeah, But he yeah. was a real fair income, like farmer, yeah, like yeah, hillbilly yeah. type <laughs> shooting type of guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And um and I told him, I asked him, I said, mate, how do you, you know, how do you, he goes, well, you get a job on the council. And I said, okay, and what do you, put him under surveillance or something? He goes, no, nah, you just don't do him. I said, what do you mean you just don't do him? He goes, it's a lonely old life of a bank robber. And those words echoed in my head for many years to come after that, you know what I mean? And he was right, it was a lonely old life. And I and I got out, and it was funny, because at the book launch the week, there was a bloke there, I'd done my first bank robbery with, he just got out after 21 years. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, um, well, your the other day, yeah, your yeah, book launch, yeah, 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 and he got out after 20. And I was talking to him, and I said, Remember when we'd done our first? And I remember I was, I got out with every intention to go straight off. Look, I was having a weekend shot, maybe a Friday night, and give me sure. a couple of days to get over it. And then, and then, um, and then I was working for my brother as an apprentice, a trades assistant, and he was working for Telstra, yeah. And, um, and then I said, Mate, on Monday, I said, We had a both day, I said, Want to rob a bank. He goes, fucking oh. <laughs> I said, yeah, sweet. So we went to the second hand shop and got a big sort of knife mm. and, um, and and we pulled up. And I, I'm like a Where is that right now? Sorry. Can't we're out at Liverpool. Yeah, oh, we're Liverpool. out at Liverpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and we drove over yeah. because I was like the North Shore Bank. So I was thought, thought they always held a bit of, I always got told they held a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. People have got more money I over there. I presume so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove over there and I pulled up at the Commonwealth Bank at Gordon and he sat in the back. He sat at the front and I ran in and rocked in and I got. And got seven and a half thousand, and yeah. I, was, I was filthy, you know, because I yeah. heard of these big hundred thousand dollar earns and that sort of stuff. And oh, you're like, spewing with that, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Funny story about that is we drove back to Liverpool to go to a first thing you do when you want a bank, you want to go and buy some shoes, you know. Yeah. I've got more shoes than a Melbourne Marcos, <laughs> I've always had a suit, shoot, yeah, you know what I mean. And um, <laughs> and um, like yourself, mate, we're yeah, a, fan, got a little collection, a yeah. <laughs> so, drive back to Liverpool and and we parked, reversed to park the car right now in front of a bank. And the bank where we just parked had just been robbed. And all these coppers are fucking flying in there. Look, no they're way. running at ours. They're running at ours. I'm going, oh, mate, they've been following us. So know? just coincidentally. Coincidentally. No way. And then they start running past us. And I'm going, fucking, I'll slip out here. Yeah, slip yeah. out here. And I'm saying, and I'm walking down. And they're all in the, got their guns drawn and at yeah, this other yeah. bank. And, um, so you'd have been shitting that. Oh, they man, ran past oh, you. Oh, oh, I've never been so relieved in my life. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and then and that that was say that was on a Monday, and I wasn't happy with that, and I got the taste of it. And then one of the boys got a um, he got down this uh, the pump action riot gun, the, yeah. the coppers riot gun. He got one of them out of it because you used to be able to get they, the coppers used to have them in the boot of the car, so you could go and break in a, a cop no car and way. get a pump action shotgun out of their car. No way. Pop the boots. Yeah, and, what the fuck? Yeah, and they were the real good ones. Anyway, so he got one of them, and, and I said, "Fuck this!" And uh, I said, uh, "Let's go and do another bank." And this time we went to the Commonwealth Bank at Lane Cove had a back entrance and a front entrance. They're gold, but about 15 tellers. And the more tellers yeah. they got, the more yeah. money's in there. Yeah. 
But the cop shop was just down the road, so we stole a car, a little Ford Laser, drove it up the driveway of the cop shop, put the club lock on it, let all the tyres down, and then I ran in and robbed the bank. Oh, no way. Yeah. So they couldn't get out? Yeah, so they couldn't get out. Fuck. Yeah. What's the security in the banks like then, especially no, there? Nothing. nothing. Very rare. But, if, but even if they did have a, a, a security guard with a gun, you wanted that because that was yeah, an extra yeah, gun you'd yeah, get to yeah, so yeah, take yeah, that yeah. off him as well. No no um, screens, no, no, no buzzing screen. doors, free no. swinging doors. Yeah, all of that, all the good stuff. Fucking Mate, hell. They, <laughs> 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 bro, what yeah. the fuck? Like yeah. a convenience store. Mate, it was, uh, it was that, back then, you could, there was nothing stopping you going making 100 grand a day. You yeah, could go and hit yeah. five banks in a day yeah, back then, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? As many as you wanted. Fuck you could man. rob one, and people, I knew blokes that would rob one and go back the next day and rob it again. Yeah. Back in the day, you know what I mean? For sure, heyday of those, eh? Oh, mate, that was, that was the golden era of bank that robbery. For sure. Even by that, by the mid 90s, that was fucked already. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they really started clamping down on yeah. it. Um, so, we got 110,000 out of that. And then um, and then the next bank we robbed was the National Australia at Karamurra. And, um, but this time was a little bit different. I took the gun off the security guard, an MSS security guard. And, yeah. and then, uh, but my, I looked over and my mate's on the counter and he's got no balaclava on. And as we were coming out, he's trying to put it on. I said, no, he's putting it on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. And he had a tattoo of a scorpion on the back of his neck. Anyway. So I just thought well, he's off, and I, I, I stayed away from him from about six weeks. And I thought fucking nothing's going on; he's not offering. So I started going back to his house, and they had him under surveillance. And then eventually, they're not fucking turning up and grabbing us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. I got pinched for five five banks, and then because um, of your Yakoi. Yeah, it was his mistake. Yeah, so they got like so they they pinched yeah, they him, him and associate yeah. and you. And I had a, I remember I, I had a, an SV five thousand. That was the VN Commodore when yeah, the yeah. SV five thousand yeah, first. Yeah. Time. I bought one of them cash from Sons at, at at Homebush. Yeah. And I had a GSXR. Yeah, I had it all. I had the best. I had a five weight a day heroin habit, but yeah, I still yeah, managed yeah. to have a pretty good lifestyle to go with it. Yeah. And, um, well, all of this still at Mount Jewett? No, no. By this time, I'd move uptown on the George's River at Chipping Norton. Oh, really? I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. that was by the ocean. Yeah. I thought, you know, <laughs> I mean, I had a tennis court and squash courts. So I thought I was yeah, living large, yeah, you know. Yeah, and, um, yeah long, and then um, got pinched to that. And then um, we had a crack at, uh, we got, went to court at Blacktown. Yeah. Tried, had a crack at trying to escape. And then uh, made the copy. Well, straight from, from then? No, nah, we went back to Parramatta. We went to Parramatta oh, Jail. I staying at Parramatta now? Yeah. When's this like? Late, well, late September, 19, September 1990. Oh, 90, yep, yep. And um, I had a fucking habit. I woke up, made a and just fucking in the world of pain. But I, there was an old tough bloke there called Kevin Holland and he, he yep. grabbed me and he, Kevin always loved me, you know, top bloke and he, and he was one of the tough, he would have been, he's the toughest bloke I've ever met in jail and he yeah. was just an old pug. What's his name again? Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he trained Daniel Gill for, for boxing and that oh, sort really? of, yeah, really oh, yeah, yeah. stuff. and. Uh, great footballer and that and he, yep. he grabbed me and he said uh, we're going down the oval I was hanging out mate yep. five way a day having he said we're going to run the oval yep. he goes if you stop he said I'm going to body shot you <laughs> so I'm dragging myself around the oval vomiting and, 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 and you know three or four days later I come good and I'm yeah. trying to sleep yeah, oh, it was a funny story I remember back then they used to give these big tubs of porridge right for yep. breakfast of the morning you could go down in the morning they have these big steel things of oh, I remember getting my first appetite back and yeah. I, I drank I ate a two litre thing of porridge oh yeah that's not, that. and i was walking back in muster and the screw standing there with the muster book and it just come out and it caked the screw from head to toe like oh, i'm fucking no way. through this vomit and it just <laughs> it have been and my and they don't <laughs> it just didn't know how to tape and he's got vomit and he's got <laughs> porridge dripping off his face and he goes and i said that went delivered or some really crook and um sorry about that i'm <laughs> sick you yeah, know i'm really crook i'm just <laughs> to come good and then um 
and then we so we went to go to court at um Blacktown and, and as you know back then everyone had a handcuff key it was you know you jump yeah, on yeah. the truck and the handcuffs get hung and as you yeah, get the one up you put them back on the bodgy ones yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um so we jump off my mate's got the three sets of handcuffs swinging them around at Blacktown yeah. and that was enough for me to duck out but this copper who chased me was like a gold medalist in the police games for triathlon oh no way and I just drew a bad card you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, so he chased me the other bloke. What do you mean? So when you're jumping off the truck again, mate, yeah. don't tell me there's no fences again. No, at, back then it was a ramp. No there was a roll, the, the roller door. The back there was heaps of courts. Yeah, you yeah. got there was heaps of courts in them days. Yeah, yeah. Where you got loaded onto the truck and off the truck into the court on the street. Dead set. Balmain. All, there was a heap yeah, of them around that. They've changed all. Fuck. Now they all got like Sally ports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Back then there was heaps of them, and um, so we got out in the street. He's just jumping out on the street, supposedly handcuffed, and just getting held onto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking up, yeah. The walking, up walking up there, yeah, and into the cells. Yeah. And, um, so he gets out in the street, my mate's swing, and he jumps on the... He, there's some bloke sitting in a, a car reading his newspaper. He just jumps on his lap, throws the car and drives, and this bloke's spinning him around, and they're doing donuts. I'm thinking, this bloke's trying to show off. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what, what the fuck? <laughs> my old mate just tackles me, and then, oh, man, I was gone. And then I got back, back to the... Back to the, uh, the cells and that, and that, and then he turns up, old mate. Because what happened, the bloke he jumped in the, uh, the seat of was like an ex British commando, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, doing yeah. all these moves on him, and yeah. then he just steered him into a telegraph pole. And no he crashed out. Had a, a, so he so you, copped the, you copped the triathlete, he copped the British the commando. What a, fucking, what a <laughs> bad draw! <laughs> but and then went back to Para, they tipped me to the bay, and then um, I still I, st I had a court case at Campsie, yeah, and Campsie was the best court. There was a Campsie Court. Campsie Never Court. Never even heard of it. Yeah, it used to be a Campsie Police Fuck Station. The court used yeah, to be, yeah. you'd walk over from one to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that was a real good go. It was a yeah. real good go, was you know that? what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, met this bloke in jail. He's an ex-military sort of guy. And he said, um, I've got a trick for you. Because I told him what we're going to do. We're going to have a crack at Campsie Court. And he said, what's the trick? He said, get a handful of salt and walk up to someone in front of their eyes without them knowing what it is. So I've done that, walked up and threw it in his eye. And the first thing they do, they, it stings their eyes, is cover their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all you need. That's True. all you needed. So, Because they'd be spinning out. Yeah, what the thing, fuck they did you just throw at me? They yeah, don't know something. bleach yeah. or whatever. And they know it's stinging their yeah, eyes. Yeah. It hurts. And so um, we went to court at Campsie and, um, and we jumped, <laughs> jumped off. And I, I spun her up. Because back then you used to go where 12 and 13 wingers at the bay. Yeah. Used to go, everyone used to go there, like the MRS, MRR now. You go there, you'd say which court you'll go and you jump on different trucks. All right, yeah, yeah. And, um, it's a little go, transit place, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, this cop is going, I'm, I've seen the cop, oh, mate, I'm really crook, I don't want to go. I'll see, and he goes, mate, when you get there, I'll see a doctor, and he would have been winking at his mate behind yeah. me. And I was thinking, yeah, sweet sucker. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> so when I got off the court, I, I, at Campsie, I backed off and he said, oh, this is the one I said he's going to see the doctor. And as soon as he'd done that, I went, crack. Oh, and no then way. went, bang, salt in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he's falling backwards. I'm running over him. And I got out, in the, I got across the street. Boys got him behind me. And um, anyway, one of the boys from the drill was meant to park a hottie somewhere and it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, some bloke, we drove jumping over fence, over fences, over fences. And there's some bloke painting... A house and there's an old Datsun 240k, the biggest fucking bomb in the yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. Was there. And I said, "Is that your car?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, Pope, "This bloke spoke perfect English, mind you, right?" Yeah. And um, he said, um, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's. I said, "Mate," I said, "We're in a bit of trouble. Can we? Like, we'll leave some." He goes, "How much?" I said, "800 will be under the fucking <laughs> front." So he goes, "Yeah." Come out and it had every club had club locks and kill switches and yeah, yeah. like it was going to get every stolen. Every security, yeah. yeah. 
And he start, helped us start it and drove off and waved his goodbye. As soon as we came out, the coppers they gave him the citizen wave. They gave us one back because they didn't know what they were looking for. Oh, and then, that's then, um, it. And then it was funny because that bloke was on the news that night with a fucking neck brace on and an interpreter. No way. Bunging yeah, on, they yeah, used to yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they punched me, they kicked me. I was what was he, a wog? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like <laughs> neck brace, <laughs> not speaking English. His daughter's interpreting for him. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow. And then, um, long story short, um, off we went. I went back and robbed the National Australia at Taramurra, what yeah. I was originally on remand for. So why are you on the run now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to Mount Druitt and then people there were hard you, mate, because the club was the enemy and it was yeah. like so many people, oh, we knew you were coming, we made the beds up. And, yeah. And uh, good people and they got us a kit, which involved a shotgun, a couple of ballers, a slide hammer to steal a car and, yeah, yeah, see. and we're good to go. So. Rocked up to rob this National Australian. The security guard goes, mate, not again. He goes, I'm going to lose my job this time. And I oh, said, mate, I'll be all right. I'll give you a reference, you know. And, um, and then uh, on the way out, I don't know why I did it. It was a 32 Browning 7 shot. And they're not a bad little gun. You can put them down a pair of football shots and, you know what I mean, yeah, a really yeah, good yeah. gun. And I handed it back to him. I said, because that was like the 12th or 13th of December 1990. It was Christmas time. And I said, Merry Christmas. And he just fucking yeah. looked at me, looked at the gun. And I was jogging down the street and going, fucking don't shoot me. I'll just give yeah, you a Christmas yeah, yeah. present. So um, then we stayed at the Hilton. And that's when the Nike stuff came out. It was Just Do It slogan. Oh, yeah. And we went and bought a whole heap of fluoro Just Do It stuff. And we're staying at the Hilton. And we, so Friday night, and we decided to go for a run. Here we are. On the front pages, all the newspapers and everything like that. The urge to um, yeah, go for a just for a jog, yeah. Yeah, for a bit of, you know, jog up the cross, and you know you see every bloke from jail. Oh, you're in the city now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're at the Hilton Hotel, yeah, on yeah, George yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, George Street. Yeah. So um, we went for a jog, and um, and you know blokes from jail, their jaws were just ripping wet, yeah. jogging through with the just do it stuff on, and yeah. fuck, and then you just hear the sirens coming from everywhere, you know. No way. So we got back up to Hyde Park and sat up there, and we just oh, watched. they clicked onto you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone told them we're there, yeah. or we'd been spotted. Yeah. We sat up in Hyde Park and just watching every cop car in the area shooting up the cross, and yeah. Flew to Perth, had a bit of a party in Perth, stayed at the Hilton Hotel over in Perth. Fuck. Uh, and then caught a bus up the Broome, stayed at Cable Beach Resort in Broome, and then. And then we flew over to Darwin, and when we got over to Darwin, first night we're there, my mate walks over with this girl, and she was ugly as, and he goes, this girl, named her name's Tammy, Tammy works in the bank, she's a manager in the bank, isn't she beautiful? And I'm going, <laughs> she's gorgeous, manager. mate, she's gorgeous, hey Tammy, how are you? And yeah, we yeah. can stay at Tammy's house, and um, so we stayed at Tammy's house, and we'll, by this time we are getting a bit short on cash, so um, we decided to rob the bank up there. I stole the only yellow RX-7 in the whole of Northern Territory and the bloke who owned it was like a personality that everyone knew. Oh, that's it. And everyone's waving at me and I'm waving back as I'm driving this car. <laughs> They're like, thinking you're in here, mate. Every time someone waved at me, that was another witness. And, um, and long story short, we, um, so we robbed that bank of stuff all out of that and then I watched, went to the uh, airport the next day. What's that, in Darwin? Yeah, in yeah. Darwin. And I uh, went to the airport. Dropped my mate off. I was watching him because he, he, he was an escapee from Bogger Road. So he couldn't sort of go via Brisbane. On My yep, flight yep. had to go via Brisbane. And um, I was just sitting there watching him, sitting in the flight deck watching him. And all of a sudden he walks off with two blokes. And I'm going, fuck, they look like coppers. Um, jump in the car, follow him, trying to ha hope he's going to jump out so I can help him. Yep. And then, fuck, I said, fuck that. I'm not going to... Yeah. Um, to, there, to jump on a plane. So I drove to a place called Mataranka and I just jumped on this bus and... Um, Man, this bloke was sus on me. The bus driver was just sus on me. I had no luggage in the middle of 400 k's out of Darwin. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere, I just pulled this bus over and jump on it with no luggage. Got a yeah, poof yeah. bag with like 
eight, nine grand into something like that. I said, yeah. I paid cash for my ticket. Anyway, over the night, over a period of night, I was thinking, I've got to get out of these clothes. And I, and I, I seen, uh, I went to a place called Pine Creek and had a second hand pair of hiking boots for 30 bucks. I said, that'll yeah, do yeah. me. Bus driver pants, Yo, I Love Australia t shirt. Yo. Your Cobra with the corks on it. Where's this Pine Creek? Cre- Pine Creek. It's, it's where um, uh, they shoot movies and that out there. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. um, it's that's about 800 k's south of Darwin, yep, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so I buy all these. And I'm trying to I'm trying to do my best to look like a fucking backpacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm sitting next to this girl, and she was a Swedish tourist or something like that, and saying, "When we get to Dallas Springs, I'll fucking share your mad motel room. You won't have to go to the back." And she's going, "Oh, yeah, yeah." So we get into Darwin, uh, Alice Springs about six o'clock in the morning and um, and you got all these blacks that hanging around the bus and we last off and anyway, I jumped off and um, fucking they just pounced on me. All these coppers was task force oh, pounced on me. Yeah. And I started yelling, what are you doing, you bully? Get off me. And I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm saying, Helga, Helga, call the embassy, call the embassy. And these coppers were horrified, right? They're horrified. They're thinking, we've got the wrong bloke. No we might have a diplomatic incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have a diplomatic incident here. You know, I'm going, get off me. What are you doing, you bully, bully? Stop hitting me. This old copper walks across and he goes, okay, he's pants, he's got a rolly, an old country copper. He goes, okay, hands from Sweden. He goes, if you haven't got a tattoo of a bluebird on the back of your shoulder, he said, you're free to go. And he lifted it up and then he said, all right, and the show's over. And I thought, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, they flew me back up to Darwin and man, mate, they are hillbillies up there, man. Yeah. Well, them screws up there, they just think, yeah, mate, they love to punch on. Yeah. And back then they had all these ones that were doing Muay Thai and the squad and... Um, my, like what I was just getting set up there like they'd get crims to throw jam containers because he's eating dining halls the dining rooms and that and they'd say throw a jam thing out of the window and they'd, as I walk out they'd pick that up and I was never going to pick that up I was like oh fuck yourself yeah, you yeah, pick yeah, it up yeah, yeah. and they set me up and then um, get me locked in my cell and they dumped it to me a second time and I said go fuck yourself I'm not doing it and then I grabbed the bloke because I, I watched this bloke do it and I went and bashed him and then I got this big pot of tea and went to pour it over his head and then uh, they just said that's enough of that and they put me in the Segro unit for like nine months after that no way and the Segro up there is a lot different it's like there's no TV they come in, they want to play games we want to take your mattress off here at six o'clock in the morning I told them I didn't want the mattress 23 hour lock in they control the heat on your showers so yeah, they yeah. know it's going to give you a hot shower on a 40 degree day so, ah. just, so yeah but then one day they turned up and they said do you want to have a one on one and I said, what do you mean when I have a one-on-one? And they said, we'll punch on. This is the squad, you know. I said, mate, be there with bells on. And yeah. um, the camera, they get the fucking broom, lift the camera up on the roof. Yeah, yeah. And off you go and into it. Well, mate, I, I was there. Mate, I thought that was gold. Like, yeah. Because you know, I, I got I got him. I like that bloke, I got him. Yeah. Got a few wins. And that was fun. But then they were going away and practising and working me out. And they started getting the better off me. And I was coming oh, yeah. back. And I'm, this was going on nearly every day. And they'd say, we'll give you the weekends off to recover. And... It's going on for a fair no while. No So they're fucking getting you out of yourself or punch-ons. Yeah, yeah, one on one. Practicing on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And 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 that, and then you know they'll they'll just mate they're starting to give me some really good floggings and in the end there I just said fuck this I'm not coming out no more I'm not yeah. just sat on my bed I'm not doing it and then one come forward and he said that's all you ever have to do. Yeah. He said surrender. I said I don't know about surrendering. I said I'm yeah. just not letting you have fucking joy out of it. And, um, Anyway, long story short, I got moved back. I got the biggest sentence ever handed out in the Northern Territory for an armed robbery. You know how they go to court and they use parative sentences yeah, and they, yeah. they go, oh, yes, this was this case. They used the case where 
it was a home invasion with a rape and everything. I'm saying to the lawyer, I said, hang on, there was no rape in my case. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, I made this, the barrister I had was asleep for most of it. Yeah, that's it. So um, I got nine with a five. It was the biggest sentence ever handed out. Yeah. And end up... Oh, um, really? Nine with a five? Yeah, nine yeah. with a five. And um, that's big sentencing up there. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I got moved to Alice Springs. And that was that was just... Man, that's like people, mate. Poor. I had uh, 155 blokes in the jail and not uh, English is like their third language. They're tribal blokes. Yeah. Beautiful people, man. Just yeah. amazing people. That like that have been a spin out. Spin out. Spin out. But um, there was one bloke there. He was a white bloke and I didn't talk to him because he was a rapist. And, um, yeah. And one day he spilled a bit of water on one of the old old elders and he didn't apologise. And I said, you better apologise. And he made some racial slur. And I said, and I said to the old fellas, don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. Yeah. And I got him, I beat him up in front of him around there to laundry. And then, um, mate, they love me. They love yeah. me because I showed them that respect. And that, oh, that yeah. culture, that's what it's all about. You show us respect and we'll yeah. show you respect. And they were, these people were from, uh, Walpi people from a place called Yindamu out in the Tanami Desert. Beautiful people, man. Just, we could learn so much from them people. They were amazing. They just mm. want to be left alone to live their life the way they lived. And these blokes have got to interrupt with it. But um, they took me in as one of their own. And, um, I learned so much and then eventually it came a time where I had to go back to New South Wales. I went back, fronted, I went out to Penrith Court and there was a judge out there called Slipper Saunders and they caught him the slipper because he put the boot in and he yeah, just yeah. loved, he was just a psychopath, he just loved whacking, yeah, like yeah. giving blokes 12 year bottoms and that for yeah, breaking yeah. and it didn't matter what yeah, it was, you had like a bottom yeah, of 10 or 12. Sentence indication, uh, if you plead guilty, we'll give you 18 with a 12 and I said, I'm not pleading guilty to that. 18 with a 12, 12 yeah. yeah. And then um, I pulled a real good barrister who's now the district court judge here, Peter Zara, he was a real good barrister in the day, and he showed me another way. He said, mate, just sign yourself up for a car steal and say some Parramatta court and we can pull him out of there. Sort of hatched a plan and got me out of there. Yeah. And I ended up getting 15 with an eight, mm. which was not a bad time. Uh, Parramatta? Yeah, yeah. Got partly hurt at Parramatta, oh. went out to Campbelltown and, and oh, got right. it finished yeah, off. Yeah. And, um, Got out after eight years and, um, mate, I was eight years clean then. Yeah, Because you know? yep. that incident in Darwin, I guess, you know, what it did to me, a lot of things, I, I, get, I hear you talk about it, you have that moment where you go, you know, the light bulb comes on and and, um, and I just went, I don't want to ever allow anyone to have this sort of power over me ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you took, had that in... Um, yeah, when I was in Darwin. Darwin, yeah. yeah. And I just never wanted someone to have that power over me again. And then yeah. I ended up doing okay, ended up, moving up to uh, Cabarita Beach and I got a job as a fitness instructor at a Japanese jockey school. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was so, wait, so this after the eight years? Yeah, after yeah, the eight yeah, years. Yeah. Where's up, that at, Cabarita Beach? Uh, Kingscliff Tweet Heads, right, oh, right, yeah. there, right on the border there. Border, Beautiful yeah. beach. Yeah, I, I got this gun job and met the mother of my my, my girl there. She, yep. she was the accountant there and we had a couple of kids and we went off and started our own business. Yeah, and, but, you know, I bought a house at uh, at Corumban right on the beach I always wanted my kids to grow up at the beach you yeah, know my yeah, two man. kids and, and but you know I was always but the underlying issue of the abuse was always going to raise its ugly head until it was dealt with yeah until I dealt with it it was always going to be this underlying issue and I got the 12 years clean and sober and that's when the two years extra dry beers come out and mm -hmm. I, I started getting fantasise about having one of them I mean yeah. I always knew that I was never one of these people that could have one of anything I can't yeah, have one Tim Tam yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't have one roll of chocolate and I smash yeah. the block I'm just I'll go right on with yeah, it yeah. so first time I had a beer <coughs> I drank a carton got on the coke and alcohol leads to oh, just fuck me, it man. yeah because it changes you bro like yeah. you only got to get drunk once and you'll be on everything 100% that's yeah. what, how I am that's yeah. how I am and 
I know the best cure for a hangover, man. A shot of heroin will cure a hangover yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, mate. Yeah, and yeah, I'll be yeah. out mowing the lawn, cleaning the neighbors' yeah. cars, and like a moon walking up and down the street. Yeah, gel, hair gelled, this yeah. and that. Yeah. Everything. And that's what happened to me. And, um, yeah. The sad part oh, no about way. that, it took me 10 years to come back. And, um, no way. Yeah, so, so what, to, sorry, what years that you had your kids, you're living up there working? Yeah, 2000 and 2003, and yep. by 2004, I was pinched on a stick up in Queensland. Oh, fuck. So you fucked up and yeah. like, yeah, all of that, all. It's lost it all. Lost it all. I had a house, had a real successful business. and um, After and, what, around 10 years clean nearly? 12. 12 years, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And, um, hell, and, and, and there was a lesson in that for me, but, and you know, and then... Um, I just struggled, man. I struggled to get clean. I was battling on. I was trying this and trying that and trying girlfriends and you know what I mean? And, yeah, and one yeah. thing that's always worked for me is I, I just, I've always surrounded myself with good people and I just watched I, everything that worked for me in the past. I just couldn't get back to it. And then um, the story changes, um, you know, I ended up getting pinched for doing, I think I ended up doing about like seven years, another seven years in jail in Queensland. And then I um, see that time when you got pinched, you got yeah, pinched in yeah, got in Queensland, Queensland, yeah. and I, you know, I done two, I done a three and a half, and maybe yeah. two lots of three and a half with an eight month break in between. Yeah, and then um, I was up to no good, chopping I, back in the yeah, whole time, yeah, all yeah, the time, yeah. every time, and um, you know, and, and then um, what changed for me is I was up to no good. I was taking some some substances. I don't know if they're all legal or not, mm. but I was taking them over to Perth and I was reading a book called Sleepers and um, it's a Kevin Bacon movie about these kids that are abused in a boy's home and they square up. Movie. Great movie. They, they push the trolley down the thing and kill that yeah, lad yeah, and yeah, yeah. they go to the boys' homes. And, yeah. yeah. And an old gangster give it to me, uh, uh, Perth Scalia give it to me in jail yeah, and yeah. I just picked it up on my way to, to do a bit of work and reading it and this bloke laying over and said, mate, that book's so interesting. He's one of my favourites. And I said, mate, it's the story of my life. I just yeah. blurted it out. Yeah. I don't know why I've done it to this guy. And um, I blurted it out and he goes, mate, I'm from the Royal Commission Institution Responses to Child Sexual Abuse. And he said, mate, the timing of it. And he explained to me what it was all about. Yeah. And then... Um, he explained to me what it was all about, and um, and then I just thought, I just uh, that thought was left in my mind. I never thought much of it. I went back. Um, I went on a series of bank robbery sprees. I robbed the Suncorp Metway here in Haymarket, yeah, yeah, uh, on George Street, and that was like that was a. So bit back in Sydney now. Yeah, back in Sydney. You still knew people in Sydney? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah I'll come back down. Ages, yeah, I'll come yeah. back down. That was in oh, yeah. two thousand, end of two thousand and thirteen, two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. So I robbed that. I went on a bank. Rob went over it. He's still robbing banks in fucking two thousand and fucking thirteen. Yeah, but they're no good. Like you're, yeah. getting, you're getting if you got ten grand out of them, you're kicking. Yeah, you know that's what I was thinking. Wow, no, we're no good. He's and still then, living in the eighties. Yeah, mate. What they say? Banks. The, the party was over, but I kept on turning up uninvited. Yeah, and, and, and I done that. I done that. Suncorp Metway. I done one in North Sydney, one at Lane Cove, and then yeah. then I got pink, and then I, I done one up in the Gold Coast, and I, and this is where it all sort of got tricky, and then. I've come out of this bank and there was all these blokes setting up a coke machine and they just tackled me and punched the shit out of me. And one of them was... Just public him, heroes. Yeah, the super citizens. Yeah, and, um, so one of them, he, he said to me, mate, I'll just save your life. And I, and I said, fucking mate, can you stop punching me in the back of the head if that's what your intentions yeah. are? Yeah. So um, I go to Southport Cells, mate, and it's like these... What does he mean by that? It comes a bit later on. And then, um, and then these coppers were coming from all over the state and, and, and they'll, they've got, you've got blinds in the cells up there in Southport and they're all peeping and it was like they'd seen a Tasmanian tiger. They'd never seen yeah, a bank yeah. robber before. Yeah, yeah. Call me in and they go, mate, 
how about you do a record of interview? And I'm going, yeah. and my thing was that. And there was an old copper sitting in the corner. I said, you know what? I said, all my time, I've never seen someone moonwalk back in the jail going, that record of interview was the best fucking thing I've ever done. I said, <laughs> yeah. I ain't doing one now. And the old copper in, there, in the corner said, no, he was never going to do a record of interview. Yeah, so yeah. Going back. But I'll tell you, you know, and this is how, how things started to change. And um, I, um, I went back there with every intentions of knocking myself, brother. I, I, I went back to, you know, I'm going to fucking... Well, fuck this. Yeah, I've had a big one. It's too many. Yeah. Yeah. I'd done a lot of damage to my, my kids. Um, you know, a lot, yeah. a lot of people down. And um, Were you... Can I ask you, bro? Say so like you had that life going for you in the border of Queensland. Misses mm. the job and all that. Were you... Oh, but I suppose the years after you were chopping in, I was going to say, were you really missing that? Was that the first time you were locked up and you had something that like that was no. painful that you lost? Yeah. But then, like, while you're chopping in, you don't think like nah. that. No. You don't think what, like but, that. But I, I never fantasized. Like, you know, when I was cleaning everything like that, yeah. I was never fan. I never... But there was just something in me that was just undealt with. There was a darkness. Yeah. Like, I was, man, I've had... I was still having today. I was the, these nightmares and everything. Like, they'd come yeah. back to me and I'd wake up in the morning like I'd done an eight-hour shift in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was always something that I just wanted to break from. I just yeah. wanted a day off. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you, you know, it's talked in prison, I just want a day out. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted a day out, but that day out was never going to be a day out. You yeah, know? yeah, of course. And then, um, so I went I went to the jail up in Arthur Gorey in Brisbane and yeah. fucking the coaxial cable had been used for like enlightened smoke, so I wouldn't have wrapped around my tail, let alone my neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the next day a bloke come to my door and up there they've got these displays Fuck, so you're full ready to go yeah I, mate, looking I at got, coax cables yeah yeah I, I, I'd lined it up I knew what I was going to do but it just wasn't going to happen that night and I thought I'll just have to wait one more night and get a proper coax and, and, and do it the next day so a bloke turns up the next day and they've got these display windows in the door and he goes mate I know me and you have never seen eye to eye before he said but I'll just offer you a shot and he's as a token of goodwill and let's settle it and I, and I fucking hated this grub you know he was a yeah. bully yeah. And I banged on and I said, mate, let, let me get one thing straight. No matter how fucking low I was and how bad I felt, I couldn't take anything off you. And um and that sort of settled something up in me and then and then I got out I got out and went into the unit and there was a bloke down, he's got all his books and that out and he was and I said, What are you doing? He said, I'm doing a psych degree. He said, I took your advice those years ago and he said, I'm doing something in my life and he looked me up and down with disdain and said, Maybe you should take some of your own and he just got back and went off fool, geez, that hit on. But That's I, what he said to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because he just said I was a mess. Yeah. And then my mate was a lawyer up there who it was a bloke I helped establish his law firm up there by just fucking telling everyone how good he was. He turns up and he goes, mate, I, you know, I said, mate, I'm going to get hammered here. He goes, mate, I reckon, would you be happy to do three or four? And I said, fucking with bells on. Yeah. And then so I come out of there and on the way back down, the education block was open and I ducked in there and I said, mate, what, what courses you got available? And they said, um, what about TPP, tertiary prep? that prepares you to do university. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, well, sign me up for that. And I'd done all the paperwork. And then, so by the time I got back to my cell that night, I felt morally, I still had something in me, not yeah. to take something off someone that I just detested. Yeah. I'd done something for a kid. I'd given him some advice that changed his life. Change, yeah. And I wasn't going to, yeah. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to do, I was going to do a sentence that was bearable. There was a bit of hope with education and that sort of thing. And I just said, you know what? I had one more crack at this. It was amazing, like, when people had that. That was all that one day. Well, 24 hours. Right. That's what I say to people about, you know, that have suicidal thoughts. Yeah, and that's yeah. all. Just put it off in one day. It take, make the, yeah. It'll make the difference. Just yeah, one well, day. Give yourself 24 hours not to do it. And that's it could possibly crazy, make bro. You've done, like, a loop of, and all the signs were there. But yeah. like everything to change your mind that was put out in front of you. Yeah. That's crazy, brother. 
And then I was sitting in TV and then I started seeing stuff about, like I watched the 7.30 report, it's one of my favourite shows on ABC, yeah. and started seeing stuff about this Royal Commission and I'll go on after George Pell and I thought, fuck, they must be fair income to go after him. So I, I rang this girl and I said, get me their address and I, I just wrote a one page, page thing about what had happened to me and um, I think I won't hear from these people again and then one day they call me out on a legal visit and I go, because you know when you get called for a legal visit, yeah. brother, you think, oh, it's the oh, coppers, it's more yeah, charges. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to speak, just talk to my lawyer and I'm yeah, ready to fucking throw the big crosses up, no deal. And, yeah. and, um, and they said, we're from the Royal Commission and, you know, we, we know, and they said, we actually know a bit about your story because you've been mentioned by other people, you know, that you were in a place and I said, yeah. And they straight away I had a talk with her, and then she just referred me to this woman, this trauma counselor. I've never met her, but I don't end up doing trauma counseling with her for five years. Yep. Little pommy lady, and she was amazing. And um, so anyway, I told my story, and then, then the trauma king. I went to court, got got the result that um, that they my mate said I was going to get, and then I got moved into a prison. And then I was talking to the Royal Commission one day on the phone, and you know when you're in them yards. Everyone knows, I, I could say, oh, yeah, Spaniards fucking son scored fucking three yep. tries in the footy. Everyone knows what's being yeah. spoken on yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, phone, yeah. even though they deny it. They're not no, listening yeah. to it, but everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen these two young blokes sort of nudging each other because they thought I was talking to coppers or something on the phone. Yeah. And I and I said, fuck this, I've got to call a yard meet. And I call a yard meet and I said, listen, I just want you to know, I ain't up to nothing shifting. Yeah, I'm talking to Royal Commission. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm talking to Royal Commission about what happened to me, not what happened to anyone else, you know. Yeah. And then all these blokes come forward and they said, how'd you go about that? And, and, and that sort of kicked off my organisation, The Voice of the Survivor. That mm -hmm. was when it was born. And they started, you know, and, 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 and I started showing, putting them in contact with them. And this is, you know, just relaying you know, oh, this yeah. is what I did with my, how I went about mine. And then, um, you know, by the time I left that jail, I'd referred 60 people to the Royal Commission. And, and, then, on, and then on to lawyers. Yeah. And um, when I'd done my uh, private session with the Royal Commission, they recognised me and they said, you've been a great ambassador for the Royal Commission. And and then, um, and anyway, I um, ended up on an interstate transfer back to New South Wales and um, got to the tail end of that four years, going to Glebe House, which is a rehab just down the road here. Mm -hmm. Coppers turn up with six old charges. Two weeks to go. No. Two weeks to go and then, fuck, you know. Wait, so when's this now? Oh, 2017. Fucking hell. Ja about January 2007. I was due to go home and like the 22nd of February 2017 and um, they turned up and and then they said, um, mate, you got these old charges. <laughs> I was fucking, mate, I was frightened. I just had my yeah. life together. I was clean. I was yeah, really yeah, focused. Yeah. And then... Um, and then uh, bail refused on that, and then um, the bail refused you. Yeah, bail refused me, and they'll kick me in. And then I come across a good lawyer, and Dylan was here the other day, uh, the other week. Dylan Voller, who's a good, yeah, yeah. He, he looked after Dylan yep. Voller. Blake, I'll give him a rap. Peter O'Brien, and Peter O'Brien contacted. He said, just put some money in trust, yep. and he said, and I'll get you out on bail. I said, oh, mate, I couldn't get bail on shoplifting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, like, you know, or jaywalking. I, I was never going to get bail. And they said, I'll get you bail on this. He said, because of the de delay. Yeah. He said, maybe get a rehab to accept you, and I got accepted into a rehab. And then I, I went before, I got I went before Central Local, yeah. And this old judge, he just, I'll, I'll tell you straight up. He said, I'll give you every intention. He said to the prosecutor, "This is a case of delay." She had to agree with him. He said, "I've got every intention of giving him bail." And this time, I'd had, by this stage, I had my compo payout, so I had some yeah. coin yeah, yeah. to pay for lawyers, and I could pay for a bit of surety and that for myself. Yeah, yeah. So he granted me bail, uh, twenty thousand cash bail, and my family had my money for me, and then. Um, and then bang, I, and it was like, and then put me before parole. And man, I was just thinking that, mate, I couldn't believe my luck. I was thinking this shit doesn't ever happen. Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. of it, mate. I don't even know if it happened to anyone. Yeah. And then, um, 
Let's go back. I went to the rehab and um, I got to the rehab and they didn't understand what they said. What are you doing here? You've got more recovery knowledge than anyone here. Yeah. And then and, and, and then um, so I done the I done the, the three month rehab. When I was about to finish, they offered me the general manager's job. They said we'll give you seventy thousand and a Corolla. I said you lost me at the seventy thousand. At the rehab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, you lost me at the seventy thousand. <laughs> what are you doing there? Taking over the classes. Yeah, I, I used to sit, do a bit yeah. of that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I used I mean, to do a bit of yeah. that. But when I used to do it, I don't know. So they like they had my guts. Yeah, I used yeah. to do it at Bathurst. We're doing like NA or the Smart Program. Yeah. Get about ten minutes deep. I go. Listen, like that full takeover, they hated me. <laughs> Brother, and they would, because you're a bloke, you're a, you're, you're a strong bloke with a good opinion. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, and yeah. People are going to follow you, and that's what they hate. Yeah, they hate, but it's good they appreciated yours yeah, at, at this well, rehab, yeah. Well, they said to me at the end, they said... Um, you Where know, was this rehab, you want uh, to say? Adele House up at Coffs Harbour. All right, yeah, mate. And then um, I got out. Yeah. I got out, and then um, I, I stayed in the Coffs Harbour because I was part of the outreach, because I still had this outstanding court. Yeah. And um, so I got a, a unit, and that's when you know I got a, a one-bedroom unit in Coles Harbour, right on the beach, and um, and then I started Voice of a Survival. I got a laptop computer I didn't know how to use. Yeah, I yeah. got a barbecue table, and then I um, had some woman come in, and she's doing chakra readings. I just needed her to type. And yeah, I pointed her to be my PA, and she fucking will do a chakra reading, and we'll do this. I said, can you just jump on that computer and type? <laughs> so I'd come to Sydney, or I'd be on Facebook, or oh, it's crazy. Fucking the, the people come I've encountered. Doing chakra readings, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, I'd come, to, come here to Sydney, I'd walk around Woolo down there, Matthew Talbot, and yep. I'd pick up 20 clients. Yeah, I'd yeah, take yeah. them back, put them, process them through the lawyers, and then I have to do that. And what the, what the, the process is, we I, I interview them. So I, yeah. I interview them and do what's what I call a statement of facts and, 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 and go through what happened from from the work, from start, the beginning, and, and, the, and the effects it had on them, you know? And, yeah, then I, yeah. and I send that over to the lawyers and then the lawyers form a case. Do you, do you make... Um, is this goes to the redress? No, you don't. You, I, look, I'm going to tell you something now. I yeah. think I would, I would never do the national yep. redress scheme. I yep. think it's a rort. I think it's... I think... They cap it at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's subjective. Now you could get a bloke who's had his house broken into the night before and go, yeah. "Mate, I hate crims." Yeah, you're going to get thirty grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And mate, and that's all you, you get. No, and you can't do nothing. And there's no appeal process. The end of it. Yeah. So with us, how it works with us, when you litigate, they will make an offer. They might say, "We'll give you an offer of hundred thousand. You say, "No, no, no." You'll right. get about three bites at the cherry, yeah. and possibly three bites at the cherry. And when they'll, you know, we've one of the best, one of the best case, we've got nine hundred sixty thousand plus cost for a bloke. It's, against it's, one of the Salvation Army places. That's very different. Yeah. Because I know, like, obviously, boys in jail and that, that same similar stuff, went through the redress. And you're right, but like, 100 is pushing it. Yeah, yeah. They're I've doing never well seen if they got 85 or something. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen anyone get it. Very rarely they've heard yeah. of 150. Yeah. So, and then, you know, and I was working with one lawyer at the time, and then it was really hard because they'd get you over a barrel, and then I started getting more lawyers and more lawyers involved. Yeah. And then... Um, ringing this girl and she just got all these because I, I don't believe in uh, people giving you CVs right they yeah. give, mate I've seen them dodge that mate I could make myself look like a doctor off a, yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. stock standard computer in prison and they can print up certificates and make me look yeah. like a so I never believed in certificates or anything like that and this woman turns up she's got all these things and she's got four degrees and Straight away, she's putting, we've got to be business partners and that sort of stuff. And then, um, yeah. yeah, and I just smelled a rat, you know. But by this time, I had to go to court. I had to go to Downing Centre Court on these charges. And, I, you know, I had a really, I had Peter O'Brien, a, a barrister called Richard Pontello, who was a gun, and I fronted these charges. And um, 
man, and this judge wrapped me up like a Christmas present. He goes, mate, he goes, you know, in the past you've been a public enemy number one, he said, and, um, you know, to put you back in prison would be doing a big disservice to the community. You know, you've now become an asset to the community. I'm going, fuck, I'll keep hearing that. And, yeah, um, and he said, you know, I'm not going to sentence you back into jail. He goes, you've had a bad thing happen. These coppers have deliberately delayed these charges. He said, I'm going to take that into account. And he's, yeah. So basically for these six robberies, I've got two years added to my uh, non-parole period, oh, like reporting, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I completed. Yeah, yeah. I completed about oh, two years ago, just at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. I wanted to go overseas. And, and Fuck. Dang. And also taking into account the, the rehab the, yeah, yeah. And, and what you're doing now, they just... Yeah, they just said, no, nah, you're just yeah. doing too good of work. And um, and it was recognised by him. And I just felt so good. My that's, two that's kids hectic. were there and my girl that's was hectic. there. And yeah. a bloke uh, who mentors me, a bloke by the name of Professor Ian Coyle, he's lead, one of the leading trauma psychologists in Australia. He was there. He gave me a big report. And um, yeah, and I was back into it, mate. So, you know, and, and, and um, you know, I uh, and, and, and we just got bigger. The business grew. I, I brought in another bloke who had a legal background. He's got. I met him in jail. You're, you're, you were at the very first step of interviewing the, the, the yeah. fellas. So they come, you, it's yeah. you sitting there, what, like what happened? Yeah, what happened dates, going through it. Yeah, and, and, and I've done it for, I would have done a thousand of them yeah. on my, on my, I've done the first yeah. thousand. It was, and I was yeah. just recording it and then getting it transcribed and sending it off to the lawyers and then brought in my mate and he just was, he just, mate, this bloke's really good with the administration side of stuff. And then we started getting stronger and stronger and we, you know, and we got it built to where we are today. We work with 38 different law At the moment, we've got 13,500 clients That's nationally. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of um, moving into a, a, a different sort of field, like working in, I'm starting to get some starts in corrective services, but it's something I'd love to pull you into. So yeah, yeah. we're going in and doing mentoring in corrective services. Oh, really? Yeah. So, inside? Yeah. Inside so, yeah, I've done, I've done um, down the violence prevention oh, thing down oh, at, I'd love to get you in there oh you've gone in yeah I've gone in yeah I've gone in oh yeah. so it's a possibility oh it's happening I was about to say just then I'd love to do something like that you're, but you're as if they'd let us in but that, you're saying no, you've yeah, gone they, in I mean I just had a meeting today with the Bro, imagine going into it oh you've done it mm. I, imagine, I just imagine going back into a jail as a civilian like as a, you know what I mean, talk, yeah. bro, just be the biggest spin out. Oh, I don't know how I went to the bay. I went into to the bay to film a strange story. Yeah. And I went to the governor's office at the bay and I'm sitting in there and I was getting treated like a human. Hey, Russell, how are you? And everyone's wanting to shake my hand and that felt fucking weird. And then we go with the, the two. The Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Angies are going, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then we, wanted to, and then we had to walk into, you know. But where, did you have, bro, like straight off the bat, did you have a nervousness? Oh, man. Did you feel like a, like... Oh, man, like... Even though you know, but did you feel like... Bro, like, this is how I feel. If I was to walk in in street clothes next to a screw, but I'm walking in there to help the boys, right? 100%. But I would still, like, look at the boys, and I, I just feel like, I feel like a bit of a... You know what I mean, bro? Like, oh, no, exactly. Like, like yeah. they're going to look at us and be like, look, look at this dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing with them? And I'll yeah. be like, you know what I mean? Like, nah, did you, you have know, that nah, feeling? I, I, I had that, yeah. but how I was received by the boys... Went to the VOTP to talk yeah, to yeah. three of the boys. Where there. was that now at MSPC? You know where, you know where, you know where seven, nine, and ten wing is. Yeah, that part, part there. And they got back the, the front one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got they got the VOTP in there. Yeah, yeah. So I went in there and I talked to a couple of the boys, and I was really well received. That you know because, yeah, brother, hey, you you don't realise how inspirational you are to them guys. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I get thirty 
we do about 35 or 40 jail calls a day and, and yeah, I was telling yeah. them, like every, my, my, my PA was telling all but oh, Russell's going to do Spanion and I'm like oh that bloke's fucking inspirational mate you oh they say that oh mate oh, 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. inspirational because people like yourself yeah. myself and, and, and you know blokes like Jeff Morgan people are doing good things yeah. them blokes don't have much hope yeah, Jeffrey's a mad fella. Yeah, I want to get him on here soon, bro. I was just, I was just with him about two hours ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's one of mad. my good mates. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff together. And better. Um, mad John's, eh? <laughs> top bloke. And he's the real deal. Yeah, yeah I know. You know, what he used to yeah. do. And, um, well, yeah, he's famous around around God, these, top yeah. bloke. And, 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 you know, and blokes need to hear that story. Yeah. I was talking to, talking to Lokey about it. I said, man, because you, you guys are part of that crap, uh, culture out here. Yeah. You, and I was saying, I don't. I think you seen my post on Insta today. I said, you know, about the, you know, you, you know, you're giving the voice to the disenfranchised. Yeah. You know what I mean? These people that had nothing of the, this, yeah. this rap culture and that man. I'm, I'm, I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's my I'm loving life. hearing yeah. how these people are getting a voice and, and yeah. you know, because society in general, you know, bag these people and put them down and everything. Yeah, but yeah. they're getting their voice and it's beautiful. It's yeah, just yeah. a beautiful. These kids that are getting hope and yeah, um, you know, smart. and just hearing you know walking down the street and hearing little kids having rap battles and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, man, yeah, how yeah. cool is that? <laughs> you know, how cool yeah. is that? Like, yeah. That's amazing. That's beautiful. And, and these, mate, hope's a beautiful thing. Yeah, fuck you know, know, hope yeah. is a beautiful thing. And you know, and it was hope that got me to where I am today. You know, what's this book? Voice of a Survivor, the Russell Manson nice, story. Nice, Written by um, John Killick. John yes. Killick's the guy nice. who escaped from uh, Silverwater prison yeah, yeah. in the helicopter. In the helicopter, yeah. He wants it. Mate, he wrote this. He wrote it, yeah. yeah. He, he wrote it with me, yeah. Yeah, hectic, hectic. Yeah, yeah that's um, mine. But, um, you know, I was When like, this come out? Last week. Oh, just last week? Yeah, yeah, we had the book launch last week. Oh, yeah. hectic. Yeah. Hey, Voice of a Survivor, boys, hectic. www.thevoiceofasurvivor.com. You can order it from there, but... um. And yeah. when, this is... This is a story of, of your life? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the cover is um, yep. a picture of me. That's just as I went away to the boys' home. I was oh, yeah, about a year yeah. after that. That's yeah, actually yes. the brief of the when they when they charged me. That's the brief of the oh, Task yeah. Force Tomkey yeah, 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 after yeah. the six charges. Yeah. Favourite gun, 357 Magnum. You can't, can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and that in itself, you know what I mean? It's... Um, I seen your book come out. I was thinking, oh, you know, we're on the same, we're on the same trajectory. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed, brother. I'll, yeah. I'll say, I'll say that, I'll say it far and wide, man. What you're doing is amazing, brother. Like yep, you're yep. giving a voice to these people. You're giving blokes so many. Of, I'll tell you, you know, my I, I listened to my bloke talk today. I was, I was yep. funny. I was watching. He goes, Russell's going to be on Spanian next week, and and I'm, and I'm, like we drive along in the car, and I go, oh, wow, how good's that? You oh know? yeah. And he's because you know yourself. Blokes say he's killing it. Yeah, Spaniards yeah, killing yeah. it, and, and and Jeff Morgan was saying he's Spaniards killing it. You know what I mean? And mate, good on you, brother. Good on you. Good on Thank you. What you you're doing, man. You should you. be so proud of yourself. You know what same, I mean? Same, brother. Yeah. I'm not doing anything different to you, brother. Same. Yeah. All right, brother. Fucking, I'm actually. I don't know if Jade's the word, but um, semi nervous, semi Jade, but very curious about this this coming into jail thing, mate. Brother. I'm gonna make it happen because yeah, I really. Brother. I was hoping you, you 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 respond like you have to it. A hundred, make it happen, brother. I will. I will. A little plug here. Yeah. It's been out for a week. Voice of a survivor. Make it a bestseller. Interesting story. I'm sure, there's a lot of stuff in here that you haven't heard. Um, by John Killing. He'd be a good person to talk to. Mate, too, he'd love to talk to you. Thank you, eh? Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Hey, for thank you. Everything, thank mate. you, brother. You're a nah, fucking brother. legend, brother. Nah, you John. really are, man. Hey. It's